Okay, so this is the Confidently Unsure podcast. Uh, my name is Tyler, and this is my fine young friend here, Ryan. Ryan, say hello. hello. I am Ryan. I am Tyler's best friend. Yes, not just a friend. Me. Not just a friend. Uh, <laughs> the bestest of best friends. Um, yeah. So anyways, uh, basically, this is a podcast we're starting um, between me and him and just in general, um, just a new platform. And the idea is it'll be kind of topical in nature. Um, we're just trying new things out, and we're going to see how it goes. Um, just kind of a general talking about topics we feel like we want to talk about. Um, so Ryan proposed a good one, I think, uh, childhood memories. And I'll let him kind of introduce the topic since it was his idea, and uh, we'll see where it takes us. Oh, I came home uh, Thursday night, and watching youtube and i was eating some food because i'm I, w I went to work out and then i came home and i was hungry you know as usual and i was watching some regular car reviews shout out great channel and <laughs> um i was watching the video on a honda element and you know they can be it's a channel that can be philosophical while reviewing cars which is different and they they were talking about um he mentioned later in the video, he's like, you remember that girl Gretchen that lived next door? The one, the mousy girl with the freckles that were, you know, dusted on her face, like a cupcake with not enough sprinkles. And you promised her you were going to, you know, build her a house by Salt Springs. And then as you get older, you realize that those Emersonian ideas of childhood weren't so realistic. And I don't know, that struck a chord with me and I, I got into like this nostalgic state of mind. And I got, I, I, I usually write on my phone, which I know sounds, you know, um, I don't know. Most people like writing. They're like, you know, it, you should write in a book. You should write. Oh, in a notebook. instead of like on your notes app. I, yeah. And no, I, I, think, I don't know. I think I've, the I've, notes app is becoming more of a thing, but go ahead. I mean, I, that's... I've always written in my phone. I don't know. Ever since I started writing music and stuff like like in songs and poetry, I've always written on my phone. Yeah, and I think so, that's fine. Yeah. So, like, I, I write on my phone, and so I was writing about, you know, he was talking about a girl, like, a girl that, you know, in childhood that you felt feelings towards. And so, like, I was thinking about the girls that I felt feelings towards in my childhood. Right. And I was I was trying to remember them, because I was like, what if, what if I forget about them? And what mm. that, what those, what, what it meant, you know, like, the, you know, what those friendships meant. Yeah. And so I spent, like, two hours just, like, trying, like, sitting there trying to remember you know what my yeah. moments were with them mm -hmm. and um you we can talk about our first so i'll talk about my first and you talk about yours sure your first crush really okay like, first crush yeah yeah sure yeah so you go first, mine yeah. mine was a girl named claire and it's funny because my dad and my mom remember her very clearly because they used to tease me about her all the time <laughs> And Naturally. I had a crush on her for like two years because like she was at my school for two years before she moved away. Right. And um, I'm a weird person. I, for some reason, I have this thing in my, I, I have this like, these neurons that fire when I see a girl with brown hair and brown eyes. And that's okay. just like my thing. Right. And it's really weird because like there have been girls I've talked to and I, I'm like, oh man, I think they're cute. Like I go to talk to them, and then I find, and then I see they have blue eyes, and I'm just automatically like, oh no, <laughs> you're out. No, blue I'm eyes, out. I'm out. 
No, it's it's super weird. It's the weirdest thing, but it's like automatically my brain just like, no, you don't want that. You don't want mm-hmm. that. It doesn't make any sense. Hmm. But um, no, that's like kind of where like that kind of started. I don't know, maybe. But I remember um, like doing show and tell in, in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. I remember. So I still have. I still actually have this. It's my stuff. You remember Simba, my stuffed animal? Yeah. Yeah, 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 he's actually he's actually in that closet right there. He's up there in the <laughs> closet. No yeah. rips, no tears in him. He still no. has a sharpie on his belly that I that I do the sharpie on his belly and stuff. And like I gave him little ear piercings with my mom's earrings. And I remember right. doing show and tell. And I remember like how much I remember like she talked to me after she's like, oh my god, it's such a cute stuffed animal. Mm-hmm. And then I remember when she invited me to her birthday party, and I was like, I, I was like, oh my god. She likes me. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like, yep. And then I, I don't remember much else other than those things, but I remember uh, I just remember like those two moments from from that, and I I just remember how she I I kind of remember how she looked. I can't remember her face exactly. Right. It's been so long. Uh, but yeah, like you remember, like you know, that was like the first person I remember having like a crush on. Like, mm-hmm. Having, mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess it's it's an interesting topic um, for a lot of reasons, but it, it's interesting because you can look back on it and it's kind of funny, it's kind of cute, but at the same time, uh, it can be a reflection of things you actually enjoy or look at or you know um, things you look at in people now um, and in the future. And so just in general, but for me, uh, my first crush, um, I must have been in, I want to say it was... Oh, I should probably clarify. I should probably yes. clarify. So this was kindergarten to first grade. Right. This is this is fourth grade. Is that is that close enough? Or is that no, no, is that no, too no, late? No, it's about your it's it's about what you feel is your first. You okay. Feel, yes. What you remember. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying that you were making a cutoff. No, I, okay. No, no, no. I was just clarifying like because I probably didn't say where what you when didn't. This was. You didn't. That's a good no, point. That's a good yeah. point. So go ahead. Okay. So for me, it's fourth fourth and fifth grade. Um, I met her in fourth grade. I had transferred to a new school. Um, I'd met her. My, I think both of my parents had known uh, her mom some way or another or their or her parents or something. So there was already like, a, oh, yeah, like, you know, when you go up to like a teacher conference or something like that, they're like, oh, yeah, hi, blah, 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 um, in terms of like my parents and stuff. Um, what was her name? Her name was, her name was Sydney. And a really cute girl, um, very, very sweet and kind. That was, I think, the one thing I remember the most was that she was very kind to me, but to, like, everyone. She was, um, you know, she was very caring and and, uh, wasn't, you know, obnoxious or anything like that. She was just a very sweet little girl. And, um, And so, yeah, so I really thought she was very cute and very, I was very attracted to how nice she was and and calm and everything. And so, um, I can't remember, we kind of like, you know, as far as dating can be in fourth and fifth grade, we hashtag dated. Um, I guess kids these days would call it talking. That's what a lot of, I've referred to it as talking. So it's like, you're kind of dating, but you're kind of not. I think that would be the more appropriate term, Uh, uh, but anyways. Um, we dated or talked or whatever for, uh, for, you know, probably about a few months here and there type of thing. I don't remember exactly, but, 
Um, so, you know, we kind of liked each other. We, we, but it mostly wasn't about like dating. It was more of like, we were just really good friends type thing. And we happened to be a boy and a girl. And the pressure there is that you should be dating for some reason. Uh, if you mm -hmm. really like each other, uh, especially at that age, it's like a big thing, uh, you know, for some reason, but that's a whole nother topic. Um, so anyhow, and I think, and, and she, I realized now looking back, it wasn't like a specific type like physically it wasn't the way she looked so much as more of like her personality and i think that's kind of reflected in my real like today's world where yes like obviously like physical appearances and even certain char characteristics i probably do look for but i think genuinely i look for a lot more like a personality and those type of personality traits i described um yeah. and so i think it's kind of interesting because even way back then you know i still have similar vibes on what i look for in somebody than i did way back when so that would be my first first crush and i and it is interesting because i the first one i remember is legitimately her and that was yeah um i don't remember anyone before that you know what i mean like that is the first one yeah you want to go on in the second um well, it gets messy after that. <laughs> it's messy. Can we go gets, first and you think about it? Let me... Okay, so I'll just quickly do mine then because I don't have much. So after no. that, they got messy because, like, that fifth to sixth grade range, like, there was a lot of, like, oh, I, you know, was crushing on this girl for, like, a few weeks or a month and then would crush on somebody else or whatever. Like, it wasn't, like, a consistent thing. Whereas, like, with my first crush, it was, like, I literally didn't care about anyone else. I thought she was really cool and only cared about her in terms of, like, crushing on somebody, and that was it. Mm. And then later on, it got more confusing and whatever. So, I'll keep it simple by sticking to the first crush. But if you have another good example, feel free. I have two others. Okay. I, I mean, I don't want to feel like I talk too much. No, no, this is a podcast. This is where okay. we're supposed to be talking. Too much. Okay. Um, well, the second one, um, I don't think you ever came to this house actually, because it was kind of, like it was kind of when we first started hanging out. Yeah. Um, it was when I think I was. It was like eight to nine years old, I think. Mhm. Mm and we we lived in this tiny little house, and it was. Um, in this neighborhood, and um, I can't even remember her name. Actually, it's it's really weird because I can't remember her name, but yeah. I remember so much else about her. Like you know, like I remember that girl Claire, but like I don't remember like really too much because I was like really young. But like this girl, I don't remember her name, but I remember like a lot about like a lot of more about her. Right. Um. So I remember she had blonde hair. She had brown eyes because I don't know. For me, it's always the brown eyes. It's really weird. I don't know why. Um. But I remember, I, I even remember, like, the kind of, like, what her face looked like. Like, I could mm -hmm. even kind of remember, like, she had very, like, subtle cheeks. Like, not, it wasn't, like, you know, big cheeks, very subtle, thinner. Mm -hmm. And she had a very nice, like, it was a, she had a very pretty smile, but it wasn't, like, mm -hmm. a, like, a really big smile, but it was, like, a nice, mm -hmm. I said, I said beautiful yet subdued. Right. <clears throat> um, right. And she was very adventurous. So, like, she liked going out and, like, exploring with us. And she wasn't, mm -hmm. like, a girly girl in right. many ways. Right. And she also had a little sister that Austin, like, so she had a little sister and me and me and uh, her and Austin and her little sister would hang out. We'd... Yeah. And so the house we lived next to was her grandpa's house. And so they wouldn't be there all the time. Mm -hmm. They'd be there a lot of the time. Right. 
and we would go over there and ask all the time like we'd knock on the door be like hey are they home are they here can we hang out with them a lot of time it was no but i remember we would i remember in the fall there was a few times where we were able to get them out and we would go like make you know piles of leaves and and like you know and jump in the leaves and stuff mm-hmm. and i remember there's this one time where we pressured because austin and her sister little and her little sister like they didn't like have that like crush thing on each other like there was like oh friends right we, fought, we like it was really embarrassing thinking back on it but like we kind of like we pressured them into kissing we're like yeah. oh it'd be so fun you know and it was oh yeah that's... We wanted, it's because we wanted to right okay you're like living vicariously through them yeah but like but we were too but both of us were too embarrassed to like say anything to each other right like there was always like a, like we were like we were like really good friends and we got along really well but like, it's always like there was always that like tension yeah but then we're like oh you guys we're gonna tease you to do it kind of thing <laughs> yeah that's a sidebar sidebar uh definitely a thing and i won't say names but you know a girl when we were in youth group who uh her way of showing that she was attracted to somebody attracted to somebody or was crushing on somebody was physical pain just oh, yeah. i will attack this person because I'm so embarrassed and I don't know what to do about it that I like them so much. The only way I can express that is by to physically hurt them. And I, and, and I yeah, go ahead. I remember when my dad was taken took over the youth group. Yes, and she had that big eraser rubber. I don't know what it was. Yes. That big eraser thing, and she yes. just started hitting us with it. My dad was like, "You need to stop. You need to stop." <laughs> I mean, it was like – she would literally – it wasn't like, oh, it's cute. She's like, you know, tapping on me or something. No. Like I will punch you in the arm as hard as I – like when you what? went to school with her. I didn't at the time. And I went to school with yeah. And uh, it was not good. It was not good. Um, and I looked it up later and I and that's actually a thing. Like it's not just that one oh, yeah. chick. Like that's actually a thing, especially in that age demographic. Usually it's a little younger, but um, it is definitely a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I get you there. Yeah. Now, yeah, so, anyways, you, you. I didn't mean to. I sidebarred you there, but. No, 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 no. It's fine, dude. Don't worry about it. Uh, no, we, uh, we, yeah, we tease them, and then I remember we would hunt rabbits together. We try to hunt rabbits. We thought it would be so cool if we sharpened a stick with a knife and we went and like hunt. Well, hunting rabbits. Hunting rabbits. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> we had a lot in our neighborhood, and we would just like you know, try to spear them, but you know, we never got anything, but. You know, right. it was fun. Like, we had a lot of fun with them. And um, it was funny because we, we moved away. And you remember that duplex we lived in? Remember the duplex? Oh, yeah, remember of course. we had the all-nighter? Yeah. Of course. So That's when, we, like, we got to know each other. Yeah. Me and Austin went on a bike ride to Gage Park. Yeah. And we saw, we actually saw both of them there. And it was this oh. was two years later. This was two years what? later after, like, the last time we saw each other. Yeah. And it was so it was so weird because you know you haven't talked in two years and you see like you see them and she had cut her hair like I yeah. thought I thought she looked really good with how she had her hair before but she like cut it short like a pixie mm-hmm. cut I guess would be the best way to put it yeah and you know her little sister still had long hair mm-hmm. but yeah I remember seeing them and okay Engage Park do you remember that one it, so you remember the area with the animals yeah of course so there's the area with the animals. There was that. There's like this weird one where it's like a blue thing on the bottom and like this weird flower green thing on top. Mm-hmm. You remember that one? It's yeah. they were on that, and I remember we were on our bikes, and that's that's where we saw them. And they're like, we're like, oh hey, 
like wow i haven't seen you in a while a long time yeah. to see and like we kind of we talked for a little bit and caught up a little bit and that was last that was the last time i ever saw them but hmm. yeah it's kind of weird that's that's pretty crazy that you happen to just run across them like that yeah so yeah yeah, that was the last time. Was the last time we saw them. Yeah. Yeah, I want to ask Austin because that's why I asked for. I mean, that's why I asked for the number because I want to go see him while I visit. But also, uh, I want to ask. I was like, "Do you remember what their names were?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a that's an important first step. Cause I can't remember what their names are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. For the life of me, like I remember a lot of other names, but I don't know. It's weird. I remember right. names, but huh? Yeah. So you said you had one more after that. No, no. What, what, oh, what do you got? I thought you had a third one. No, oh, tell me about that uh, one girl in middle school. The crazy one. Oh, the crazy one. There's probably oh, a couple I crazy wanna, ones. I want to hear this story, actually. I really I'm trying to think, because yeah, there's a lot of crazy ones. It's the one that brought vodka to school. Oh! <laughs> that one, I want to hear the story. Uh, was, it Leah? was it Leah, or what was her name? No, I don't want to put it on blast, but... Uh, cause I, cause potentially, you know, like I have her on Facebook and stuff. I don't know, but, oh, oh shoot. Oops. but, uh, yeah, I still have her on Facebook and stuff, but yes, uh, long story short, I did date a girl that at one point, um, in, and this was in middle school. So keep that in mind. She, her and her friend or something got caught bringing booze to freaking freaking school like what are you doing in middle school bringing liquor to to school and they got caught like immediately by the way like this is like okay you have your breakfast in the cafeteria like they got caught like right at that moment like they didn't even make it to like first hour or anything like it was over immediately because somebody said something and you know what i mean like somebody snitched or whatever and they were all screwed because the whole point is like you're doing it for clout like you're probably you're probably some kid that doesn't get enough attention at home or whatever. And so you're like, oh, I'll bring alcohol to school and that'll be cool. And I'm going to steal my out. alcoholic parents' booze and bring it to yeah, school. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then, I'll, and then I'll have all of the attention. Yeah, you sure will. Um, so that was, that was – I don't think she actually did it, but she was like part of it. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if she drank some of it or what it was. But like she didn't bring it, but her friend brought it and she was heavily involved with the situation is all I remember. But – yeah, so I wasn't dating her at that time. Let me just restate that. Um, this was before. This was either no, this was after. I had not actively dated her um, at that point. Um, I'm pretty sure that happened after. Um, but we had dated off and on, so uh, it was one of those type of things. I mean, we literally lived next to each other, so that was part of it too. I, you know, saw her every day. So. Yeah. Regardless, um, okay, so that was crushes, right? Do you have anything more to the crushes topic? Oh, I have one more. Okay, because I thought you said you had one more. If you if you want to, you can talk about that one too. Well, this okay, so this one's different, I guess. Um, I mean, I'm gonna say names because I don't think anybody can. I mean, if somebody's watching, I don't think really anybody can like find them exactly because it's just first names. Mm-hmm. First place. So I, it's going to be really hard to find these people. They don't know me. Right. Her name was Ruhi. Mm-hmm. Um, her her parents were from India. Okay. And she grew up in the U.S. And she lived next door to us. We lived in a, another duplex. This is when I was going to French middle school. Okay. That. And so um, 
uh, when we were living in that, in that duplex, she was next door. And I remember the first time we moved there, me and her, and me, I don't know if Austin as much, but me and her hung out a lot. And we got really close. And we mm-hmm. both were, like, developed, like, a crush for each other. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, again, we never really said anything about it. Right. We just kind of liked, we liked, we liked being around each other. We had a good time. Yeah. And this was the first girl where I've actually, where I was ever actually inside her house. Hmm. And so she did this when she wasn't supposed to. And she brought me inside her house and showed me her room. Yeah. And I got to see her room and her parents are from India and, and they're, they're, hin- they're Hindu. Right. And it was really interesting. You know, I got to see, she had like this big tapestry on the wall behind her bed, man, like the bed and it was like this, ta- like this Indian tapestry like the art style and stuff and it was mm-hmm. really cool like and I was like oh and I gotta sit on her bed and we talked on her bed and I think I was probably like 10 to 11 at this time no, right I don't know 10 to 11 right so like there was nothing like sexual like that right right so it wasn't like that it was more like oh I have feelings towards you kind of thing mm-hmm like, of course um and so it was funny because her mom, we were coming downstairs and then her mom saw us and she got so mad. Oh no. She she kicked us both out of the house. Like she didn't force her to stay in the house, but she kicked us both out, both out of the house. She got mad. Yeah. And, but that was like a really, that was like my first experience with like, like you know, someone letting me see their room. Right. Because I, I, think, I think that's a very big like personal thing. Like someone's in your room. Like that's, that's a big thing. Yeah. Especially Definitely. when you're that young. And well, so, yeah. um, yeah. We hung out a lot, but I remember after that, we didn't see her as much, or I didn't. And, you know, because we lived there for about a year, and over that year, you know, I'd go over and knock, and she wasn't available as much as she used to be. I think it was because her mom kind of thought that I was probably, maybe I was a bad influencer, my brother was. Right. But, hmm. Yeah. I just remember having, like, really good times with her, and, like, I don't know. She was kind of, like, the first girl I had a lot of alone time with. Yeah. I, like, on my own, like, that I talked to on my own. Right. And have that kind of connection. And I just remember that, like, as a big thing about it. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. That, All right. So, let's see. What other what other things did you have in mind for childhood memories? Did you have any other, like, like kind of subcategories there that you're thinking of? or? Uh, I don't know. What, what do you think influenced you as a child? What, 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 what's, like, memories that you think influenced you? Like, what's so, your earliest memory? What do you think's your earliest memory? Oh, yeah. So, I know my earliest memory. And I don't know if... It's so hazy. Like, I don't remember if my earliest memory was, like, literally a dream or actually real life or what. But the earliest memory I can think of, it's, like, not anything's actually going on. Like, I don't know if that's your what your first memory is or not. But, like, mm-hmm. I guess it depends on how you define that. But, like, my first memory is not even significant. So, that's what's kind of weird about it. Like, literally, I just remember, like, uh, being in a room, there's a window, it's sunny outside, there's, like, a couple bunk beds, which lines up, because I remember having bunk beds for a lot of my early childhood years. Like, bunk beds, and we're, like, in this, like, cul-de-sac or something, there's, like, you know, you can see a paved street. Like, I can remember all these random details about this, but there was nothing actually happening. Like, it was just, just a day, And, and I think I remember, like, some other little things here and there, but... My first memory is really weird because, like, it's just a thing, just a memory. It's not like, oh, like, I met somebody or something happened. No, it was just like, here's a pleasant day. This is your first memory for some reason. 
Uh, so my earliest memory, actually, I have a physical connection because I actually still have the thing from my first memory. I was four years old, and my grandparents were visiting from Florida, and we went to a Toys R Us, and me and my two cousins, because I didn't actually have my Austin actually wasn't alive at the time; he wasn't born yet. Right. But me and my two cousins uh, got to pick out a stuffed animal mm. from Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. And so I picked this one. There's no leopard. <laughs> right. still have them. Right. Yeah, you can probably see there's like, I don't know, it's very vague. You can't really see it anymore, but there used to be a little bit of Sharpie. Like, you can kind of see it there a little bit. Right. I kind of drew a Sharpie on them when I was younger, and it's kind of faded. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm the only one that still has this their stuffed animal. Right. Uh, the, other, the other two, theirs got, like, ripped apart and thrown in the trash, but... I still have this one, but I remember, you know, I got to pick up my stuffed animal. I found it, and I still have him to this day. Named Simba, because mm. I loved Lion King at the time. It was like my favorite movie. Yeah. Uh, so I still have him, and that's my earliest memory is getting Simba. Yeah. So, do you think that has like any significance, or is it just kind of like a cute memory you first remember type thing? Like, I feel like most people's no. first memories probably aren't like all that crazy. Well. I've had Simba for so long, and like when uh, my parents separated, it was mm-hmm. like that. I didn't have a lot of friends at the time, so like I, you right. know, it was kind of he was kind of like my imaginary friend, and I saw right. the animal, mm-hmm. and I've talked to him because I had him for so yeah. long. It's like right. your blankie when you're a baby, and it's like no, comfort. definitely, yeah, yeah. For a long time, that that Simba was my comfort, but I still keep him around. So it is significant then. Yeah, very significant, a, I guess. Oh yeah, emotion. oh yeah, definitely. But yeah. that's my I first memory is lame. <laughs> no, no, it's not. I mean, it just depends. You can't no, control cool, your though. brain. You can't that, control that's, your brain. That was my thought. Is like it's into the the, de- in the into the catalogs, you know? Right, exactly. You don't really have any control over that, so it's kind of is what it is. But that's cool. That is cool that you still have it and everything. Obviously, that's pretty epic. Um, okay. Well, um. So first memories, that's another good one. That's another good one. Um, let's see. What are what are some other some other good ones? Um, what is a good memory with your dad that you remember? My dad. So why so why 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 that? Like why Because the parents are very important. Memories yeah. with your parents are very important. Um, with my dad. I I don't know if I could think of like the first one off the top of my head. Like I'm just trying to think. Nothing really. Even like, just a good one. Even just mind. even just like a memory, a really good memory with your dad. Um. Mm, for some reason, when I think of early memories with my dad, I think of um living in. We lived in a um those apartments that are at the top of that hill, um. And essentially they had like a nice pool and a hot tub and it was like a kind of a smaller apartment place. And when he had just recently married my stepmom and that kind of stuff. And, um, and I don't know, like, I don't, again, it's like, I just remember things like when we first got the Xbox 360 and he was like bringing it home and he was like, Oh yeah, like you got to try this game. Like it's really cool. And I remember him saying like, yeah, this one's, it was like star Wars battlefront two. And I oh remember, my and, god! And it was interesting because he had got like he had got he had the original Xbox version that worked with the Xbox 360, mm-hmm. and or something like that, and or, or or no, he had gotten Star Wars Battlefront Run One, I think, which had worked on the original Xbox. 
I don't remember exactly how it worked, but basically it was a Star Wars Battlefront 2 game. That was, yeah. and I played it on the Xbox 360, and I was like, wow, this is awesome, whatever. Dude, um, I remember that. I remember, yeah. I remember dude. I, I remember when I got my Star Wars Battlefront 1 copy, when we got it from CD Trade Post for a PS2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. So, um, and I just remember weird stuff like that. Like, I don't really remember, like, some of the early ones, I don't really remember a lot of, like, specifics, but um, I remember stuff like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. How about yourself? With my dad? Mm-hmm. Mm. I think my best memories... I mean, I have a lot of good memories with my dad. I love my dad right. So um but i guess i'm thinking like earlier ones right like in the in the theme of like earlier i guess if if we want to do earlier i mean with me i was just kind of saying i mean i didn't mean earlier in per se because honestly just even like a memory that's very fond to you right and the a memory that's very fond to me with my dad is because i've been actually looking at these cars because he Mm -hmm. used to have this this uh a late 80s uh soup toyota supra Mm mm-hmm I I really want one of those again. Like I I've been looking at like other like '90s like Japanese sports cars because I love those. Yeah. But I th- honestly I think I might just get a late '80s Supra and I want to fix it up and I want it yeah. to be like at, like as it was when I was a kid because he used to have this one. It was blue. It was like a dark blue, but it, it had such bad. The rust was so bad, and I remember mm-hmm. it was leaking oil, and he had to constantly buy oil for it. But was this oh the one that God. I sat in too, or no? Yeah, you, yeah, you probably sat in it because it was in yeah. the duplex. You probably mm-hmm. sat in it. Yeah, yeah, I remember the blue and, one. Um, it was two door. Yeah, it was two door, and we would go doing. We would, we had that church across the street. Remember the church? Yes. Was a, right right yes. across the street. Like, and he's a crazy man. There. He's a crazy driver. And we we would go doing donuts in that church parking lot, and I just like you're just like as a kid, you're just like this is so awesome. Mm-hmm. My dad's so cool. And right. then and before that, because he even had he had the car before that when I was we were living in that small house I was talking about. Right. And we went. We would go on these back road. There was this road behind the houses, and it was. It went along the uh, creek. Um, was it Crestview? I think it was Crestview Creek. I don't know if you remember that from. I don't mm. know if you remember that creek. Okay. But there was a road. There's a little back road that went along that, and we he used to because their cops didn't. You know, they never watched that road, so you could speed if you wanted to. Yeah. And so he would. It was a manual. <laughs> I didn't know how to drive manual. He knew how to drive right. manual. He right. would. Oh my god. We go so fast on the back road. It was so fun. <laughs> yep. That's cool. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Uh, and the and the way the engine sounded too, like I don't know, like I oh I, yeah, I, I want. Oh, of course. The way I mean, even with the problems I had, that's a car I remember loving, and I honestly think if my dad was in the position he was now, I think he would have kept that car. Right. It's just hard yeah. when, like, when you like, you know, like when you're in the moment, yeah. When you're strapped for money and you're like, you're living paycheck to paycheck, and you're like, I gotta sell this car. Mm-hmm. I can't afford to keep this car, you know, kind of thing, you know. It yep. kind of sucks, but man, I swear to God, I swear, if we had that car now, I bet he would have kept it and he would have wanted to like fix it up because I, I know he loved that car too. Mm-hmm. I remember, I remember him liking that car. I do. I do. It was nice. It was just the rust. Nothing was so bad. I do remember that. Yep, I remember it being a little rough around the edges, but it was sounded good and was fast. <laughs> it was well loved. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> in yes. a way, could in have been way. better taken care of, but it was loved. Right, in a way. right. It <laughs> was. Yeah. It was indeed, indeed. 
Yeah. Um, but what about your mom? Um. Hmm. Well, most of my memories of my mom. Let's see. I was trying to think of one. What would be like a more of a memorable one? I mean, it's kind of hard. Like on the spot, trying to think of these can be a little tricky for me. Um. Because cause trying to narrow down, like, oh, what's one that's, like, actually a really interesting kind of story or something along those lines. But um, I the first thing that comes to mind, I remember, kind of an interesting one. Um, I was, I think it was my 16th birthday, and um, she had knew I was trying to get more into guitars and playing music and stuff at the time. And, and I don't even think I asked her for it. I don't really remember the specifics, but... She surprised me um, with this awesome acoustic guitar, Yamaha acoustic guitar that um, you know I wasn't expecting, and um, and she got me. I think she, I think she helped me pick out like a case for it and stuff like that. Like I bought that with my own birthday money, but like she got me the guitar, and then she was like, "Yeah, we should go buy a case for it," and did all this stuff, and obviously still have the guitar, and it's a it's a great you know, great guitar. And I remember, you know, the moment when she gave it to me and surprised me with it was like, Oh yeah. Like, and it wasn't just because it was like, Oh, it's like, she spent a bunch of money on it or, you know, it wasn't like the monetary value. It was more about like, you know, it was a thoughtful gift um, a special kind of gift. And, um, that's an easy one that kind of sticks out in my mind. Uh, Can we see that? Uh, it's, it's put away. It's put away. It's like in literally in the hard shell and everything. Because I know you kept it in pretty good condition. Oh, it looks like new. Yeah, it looks you, like you new. Need, you, all you need is new strings. That's all you need. No, it has new The strings are only like a year and a half, two years old now. What, what, what strings do you put on? The Elixir ones? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I got newer strings on Elixir it. One. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure. It's I could be guitar. wrong. It's a good guitar. I, I will not deny it. I played that, and it's a good guitar. It's a good little guitar. It's a big it's guitar, good. actually. Good. Yamahas are good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's all I have right now is Yamaha's, basically, and that generic Austin guitar. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot your deck. I think it's a piece of junk. It's a piece of junk. And he but he got it for free. <laughs> I mean he got it for free from yeah, someone I know. else and then he I gave remember it to me. I tried I remember when I was trying to learn on that an thing. Absolute then, piece of crap. That thing's a piece of yeah. <laughs> I, I mean I I know a lot about fixing up guitars, but that one it, the, it's just built poorly in the first place. Yeah. It's like hashtag China. China uh, all the time. China all South the time. South China. <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. I know there's got to be some more significant topics about childhood memories, but unfortunately at this late hour in the night, my brain is hurting. Do you have anything else? that, Like I want to keep talking, but I, I literally can't think of any more topics for some reason. Um, I don't know. Um, I can think of a lot of memories with us. Well, okay. Okay. But that's, this is supposed to be a podcast. Other people can listen to in theory. So no one wants to hear about Tyler and Ryan's adventures. That'd just be the podcast. Tyler and Ryan's adventures. But it could be fun. Maybe it'd, it'd be an interesting podcast. We're already skirting the line there already, but um, we could get a little more like generic and broad, I guess, and less and more about like your specific memories and my specific memories, and more about like childhood memories and things of that nature, like broadly yeah. speaking. You know what I mean? 
I uh, remember when Barack Obama. <laughs> right. No, no, no. But I guess I guess I'm referring to like it, it's almost you can almost go into the whole side not even sidebar, but it almost this is almost like a subtopic of like, okay, the importance of like childhood, child rearing, child environment, child, all those things. Cause right, because like ultimately your childhood memories are formed from all those factors, you know, like your environment as a child, the type of things you're exposed to, all those kinds of things. Um, and I think that's, you know, the byproduct of all that is your memories. Um, and and, and I think, and, and you, obviously, right? But <laughs> um, you having those memories. So, yeah. but I think it's, 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 childhood memories are pretty cool because obviously they stick with you forever. You know, I'm pretty sure if you ask like some seven year old guy, like, hey, like hit me with a childhood memory, they could come up with at least one from like, you know, when they were like 10 or whatever or younger. And so they really do stick with you forever. And I think part of that is because, um, you know, biologically or what have you, um, when you're growing up, you're instilled with so many things. It's like, especially when you're like a little baby uh like imprinting is is what they call it and you know it's yeah. like things are literally like caked in early early on and and i think oh, memories and are it, kind of like that too and it's and it's weird when your brain decides to take a snapshot of that because there are different parts of your brain that remember things you have a short-term short-term and long-term memory right and some things go to the short term and then you your brain doesn't think they're important and there's things that go to the long term and it's not exactly like clear as to why they are there right right Honestly, in ways, yeah like there's memories i have and i'm like they're long-term memories that. and i and i still remember them and honestly they're probably pretty they're pretty you know overshadowed by like time and like they're not exactly how you remember them because oh you know the human yes. memory is so it's my understanding that every time you are like uh, recollecting a memory, like you're thinking of a memory. Um, yeah. It kind of changes slightly every single time you remember it, because essentially you're like pulling up this old file, right? You're opening it up, and it's like, oh, it's just I can't remember the exact details. And you're like putting the puzzles together, and it's like 99% yeah. correct. But then you you close it, you put it back, and then you yeah. open it back up, and it's like, oh, it, that, that looks a little different, but uh, oh, that's fine. And then you're like, oh, you're often <laughs> you're often more positive. I think uh, oftentimes you're more positive. I would agree with that too. Yeah, or or Depending maybe not even memory. more positive. Yeah, I think it's more of like it's more maybe you could say exaggerated or more nostalgic. Yeah, yeah, because well, nostalgic is a really good word for that. Yes, but it also depends on the memory, right? Because you can have bad memories. You can have bad childhood memories, obviously. And so some of your your bad childhood memories, you might consider like, oh, this was but, like the worst thing ever. But if if you actually like took out the like the inverse of nostalgia, whatever that would be, just like I hate this thing, um, making that memory worse than it actually is or maybe because when you were a kid you're like more emotionally charged and you remember it being a lot worse than it actually was that kind of thing yeah um, I, I don't this... know at least at least for me at least the bad memories have don't have such a bad light on them anymore because i think it's also about how you resolve those memories too because like you have the situations right and then you have the outcomes of the situations and depending on how they're resolved in the end 
it changes how you look at those memories. Yeah, like I think you can, to your point, like you can have a memory, right? And yes, it's like this static thing that happened that, that it's in the past. So it's immutable in theory. You can't change it. Um, yeah. But your how you think about that memory can change, obviously. Yeah. And so can so you give an example? through time, you know, as you grow older or whatever, you might think that memory, think of that memory differently. Yeah. So, so a good example is this can go for really anybody. It's not specific to any of our situations. Right. But it has to do with some, some, some of the situations. Um, but your parents separate. And right. there are situations where parents are really cool and they aren't combative with each other. Right. When they separate and they just try to be as fair as possible without getting courts involved and stuff. And then you have parents that are like, I want this child, you know, in my custody. And it right. creates a lot of conflict. Right. And so in the end, and there's situations it, in between, right? Where it's, and there, there's even situations in between where there can be a lot of conflict. And, but you know, as you get older, depending on how those relationships are between those two parents right, or those two families, as it is, um, how you look back can change. So, you know, maybe it was bad for 10 years until right. everybody became adults. And then you're just like, Oh, we're all cool now. Right. We look we look back and we're like, yeah, we were probably wrong. Right. In situations and you make up. Mm. So you're sorry. That's right. good. And then some in situations that just never changes. Some some parents don't know some people just know how to reconcile. Right. But yeah. yeah. In situations. Mm. Right. Uh, you know, you feel like you look back more fondly, you know, it was a terrible situation, but you learned. Right. But, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, because to your point, like, you can have that memory and, you know, maybe a year after you've had that moment happen, it's now a memory or whatever. You know, you might think, wow, like, that is literally the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And then five, ten years from then, you might look back and think, wow, that wasn't even that significant of a thing at all. And or, or you, you know, you can have completely different views on that same memory. So that's a good point because, yes, like, the memory is there and it's not changing but your perspective on that memory can definitely change um, based on just, you know, how you progress in your life. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting thought. I didn't even, you know, really consider until speaking about it out loud that, you know, that is definitely a thing. Okay, I've got an interesting thing. Okay. Actually, how does your parent, like, how does your experience with your parents' romance and their, like, relationship affect how you have expectations for a relationship and how you view romance in a way. Mm. So I feel like this is almost a more of a topic for like, but also childhood, like childhood rearing almost. It's like, a, it's like both, right? It's, so like it's not, how you were it, raised and yeah, like your memories. Both. So yeah. it can be both because you're remembering how your parents were and right. how, how, like, let's say like how your dad expressed love for your right. stepmom. Right. And, um, because obviously you, but in both of our situations, we saw how love between two parents broke down. Right. And how you have to start anew from that. Right. So you have a little bit, you don't have such a rainbows and butterflies view towards relationships. Mm -hmm. You understand. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more. You, yeah. you under, you start, you, you can understand why things don't work out. Right. 
and you're a little more, I guess, well, maybe you don't understand. Maybe, maybe you don't necessarily understand why, but you've at least seen it happen. <laughs> yeah, you can you see it happen, and you see it happen with people that are so close to you, right? And you know, dealing with that. And so, um, I remember with my dad, my stepmom, when they got together. It was weird at first because my dad was kind of so starved for love from his relationship with my mom, which is nothing against my mom. Honestly, there's, I'm not coming at this like my mom was right. the bad one in the relationship. It was both of them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, again, it was, my mom was also starved for love too in her relationship. You right. know, so it goes both ways. But my dad, I remember that he was so starved for like, you know, touch and physical, you know, interaction with somebody in a romantic right. way that, you know, him and my stepmom would make out on the couch a lot and it was kind of awkward for me and my little brother <laughs> right sometimes you come out like hey dad oh right <laughs> we're gonna leave now <laughs> we're gonna leave now but i also remember um because my dad and my stepmom worked at the same place that's how they met right and we'd go out to a park and they had a train at this park and the train track went around the whole park and we'd go out late at night, like at 10 o'clock at night with them. And we would just walk with them at the park and they would hold hands and they would talk and we would just kind of be along with them. Yeah. And that's kind of how I, in some way, I learned my way of what romance was. And also, mm. also movies. You watch movies. Sure. Not out as it is in real life. Most right. of the time, depending on what movie you're watching, some movies are really good at at least getting close. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I remember how much my dad loved. Uh, he loves Chicago, that band. Mm, yes. I am a man. Or was it like a night in shining armor from a long time ago? Da 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 da. You know, like those cheesy, corny oh, yeah. love songs. Oh, the full yeah. band. Oh, oh it's yeah. So, it's so corny. Right definitely oh he he loved that and i remember i remember um we lived in this house and it was a, it was honestly probably one of the worst houses we lived in because it was infested with rats and mice and but we had problems with that and i remember uh the power went out a couple times and we i remember getting candles and we would just play cards yep and we'd order takeout <laughs> yep and we just sit around playing cards, have takeout with the candles everywhere, because the power would be out. It would be out for like eight hours, or I don't know. It was nice. out for a long time. I'm probably right. exaggerating, and just like that, I don't know. Wow, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, um, that's good. That's good. I think that's a good way to look at it. Um, yeah, for me, it's obviously I've. Uh, I've had some different different experiences. Um, it's kind of it's kind of a weird one because yeah, like like you, obviously, I've had the separated parents uh, that happened. I think I must have been five, uh, four or five, and when they got separated, and uh, and then my dad quickly, I mean, me well, not quickly, but I guess I would have been maybe seven or so, so a couple years later, got married, and uh, my mom did not remarry. But, um, so, so really I can only remember, um, you know, a lot of the fighting, a lot of the unhappiness, 
because um, that would have been how old I was when when that happened, when they separated. And so a lot of my uh, early memories of relationships and things of that nature involve a lot of fighting, a lot of anger, a lot of angst. Um, and then in terms of uh, my dad and stepmom, uh, no, I remember them having like a lot of, um, it was very positive and um, they always seemed to enjoy each other's company a lot um, and, and liked to do activities and on all of that kind of obvious stuff. And I remember as a kid, you know, um, thinking she was a lot of fun to be around and everything and my stepmom that is. And so it was, it was, it was good to, to see mm -hmm. that, but also keeping in mind, I, I live with my mom. So my exposure to their relationship wasn't as much, um, cause I, my primary care was my mother, um, who had not remarried and was not in a, well, it gets complicated basically as, uh, yeah, as life yeah. does. So it's one of those things. Um, a lot of my exposures to romantic relationships and things of that nature have been very too much tumultuous. I can't even say the word. Um, basically up and down. I mean, a lot of a lot of ups and downs, a lot of separations, getting back togethers, um, confusions, and that's been my exposure to relationships. Um, and just, you know, just in general from being like a very early childhood to older childhood, a lot of my memories around relationships, um, are not as clear cut. So it's one of those things where, you know, I do think, um, those, those memories, you know, definitely, definitely important, definitely impact like how you think about things um and i think relationships are definitely part of that too um and how you see other like you said like the interesting part about bringing up this like sidebar of like childhood memories but also of relationships and not of your relationships but of other people's relationships it's kind of like a rabbit hole but it really is a good it really is a good one because um you know like we talked about child and printing and how that kind of stuff works functionally well, that's definitely true of like how you see other people and how other people interact. What right? what stories so, do you have? Um What? Tell me a story. Tell you a story. Um You've been very vague. I'm yeah. Sorry. Well I'm being vague because I, I don't like to get overly personal on a public platform. It's not, it's, it's not being overly personal, but you can be vague like you know what the same buddy's names, but you know. It's being right. real. Being real. Well, I mean, I mean the the re the reality for me is my mom and dad obviously were, were separated when I was very young, four or five. My dad remarried a couple years later, and has been with that person, you know, with my stepmom for still. Um, and obviously, that's they've had kids and everything. Um, and then my mom's situation, she. Um, was in a, a relationship with someone and had a child with that person. Um, they never got married or were in a super long committed relationship, but they were in a relationship for however long, a year or two. And then that ended, but they obviously had a child together. So, you know, once you have a child with someone, in theory, that is like you're locked in to some extent forever. Um, so that's a thing. So then I have, you know, a sister that was of that relationship. And then, 
it gets extremely complicated from there. But the, I guess the thing is like, in terms of like a story, I mean, I don't want to tell like my whole life story because a lot of my whole life story is intertwined with other people's relationships. And, um, and essentially, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, like my older sister, um, you know, became a certain age where then she had, she was, she was pregnant, um, with, at, at a teenage, a teenage age, right? 15 or 16, she gets pregnant. And then at that point, she's obviously not in like a long-term committed relationship because she's 15 or 16. Um, and so, uh, and at that stage, um, some time passes and my mother ends up, um, uh, having a relationship with the same guy that my sister did. And so you end up in a situation that is totally complicated and confusing. And from, from a, from a young kid's perspective, there is no way to fully process that or understand how any of that works because your average person on the outside does not understand how that could work on the inside. I I remember when you told me about that and I was just like, what? (laughs) Right. So to reiterate, um, teenage, teenage sister gets pregnant with a guy and down the road, uh, my mother and that who, and I'm still living with my mother, that guy moves in, um, to help take care of. So basically it's like, Hey, you have my sister and this guy and their baby. And then I'm living here with this other, uh, with them. And then also the other child that was from a different relationship, right? So this is the family unit. And then at some point that family unit gets even more confusing because now, um, my sister and this guy are no longer together because my mom and, uh, this guy are now a thing. And so that causes all kinds of issues, um, as you could expect. And being like a neutral third party, like, Hey, I haven't had a child with any of you. <laughs> I am just living here. Uh, and I'm just part of this family unit um alongside so really the only other party in this that was old enough to even understand anything would have been my one of my younger siblings but she would have only been like four or five so really i'm in this unique scenario where i'm old enough to understand like oh yeah like they just made a baby together and like those are things and what a relationship kind of is but not old enough to fully understand like the dynamics behind all of that and why like certain things would happen the way they happen. So I know I'm being very vague, but at the same time, like the main thing I guess I'm trying to get across is when, um, when you're at a certain age like that and you have all these different relationships and they don't even make total sense to really anyone, um, it can be very confusing. And so basically if, you know, it can make it can make how you look at relationship for the rest of your life completely different, because if you like you said right at the very beginning, if you grew up in a in a family in a family home where you just had a mom and a dad and maybe a couple siblings and you lived happily ever happily ever after type situation, um, your optics on how you've seen relationships are going to be totally influenced by that. Um, you might think of as 
like a monogamous, like, okay, I'm just meeting this, like, I'm holding out for this one person, meet this person, it's great, like, and you're, you're wholly, you're totally set on, like, you know, that kind of goal, like, the way you're even idealizing relationships could be totally different than someone that, like you said, has been in a divorce relationship or seen divorces in and close relationships to them. Maybe they've had family members that have had divorces. And so you see, you know, how relationships can break down, the consequences of that, and then that can impact how you look at relationships. Um, you know, it's kind of like another uh, example I can think of is I had a really good friend. Um, I must have been seven or eight or something, maybe nine. And actually younger than that, really. I was probably five, six, seven, somewhere in there. And this really good friend, um, his dad, so so my um, my mom and his mom were obviously really good friends, and that's how I got to know him. Well, his dad um, joined the military, and, you know, and they had him stationed, like, in a completely different country. And I remember my kid was, his kid, my friend, was obviously really impacted by that. Um, not having your dad around is pretty sucky. And yeah, so I remember, I remember observing that and thinking, wow, I'm like, and, and I remember hearing, um, I remember hearing his mom talking about it and this, how, you know, it was frustrating for her and like, man, it was like really hard on her and all the stuff. And I remember just being an observer to this, right? I'm only like five or six, maybe seven. But I remember like, oh shoot, like I literally never want to join the military. Like I, I remember telling my mom, like, I'm never going to join the military, mom. Like that just looks so stupid. Like he, and it's funny because I actually still kind of hold that sentiment. Like, yeah, like that was, uh, I remember at a young enough age, like seeing that happen and how that impacted their family unit. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't see like for me personally, like I wouldn't join the military because how that can impact my family and things of that nature. Right. So those things from a really young age can like impact how you view things forever. Um, and a lot of, in a lot of ways. Um, and so, yeah, like with relationships and how you view them, uh, it's easy to say like, oh yeah, like, you know, it doesn't really matter like what the people you, you know, what other people did when you were growing up, right? You can do your own thing, but at the same time you are still kind of, whether you want to or not influenced by the things you've seen when you're a kid and all that kind of stuff. So to get, to get to your point, that's, that's basically that's basically it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have, um, so I remember when my parents, I remember everything. When my parents were separating, getting divorced. Um, cause Austin, or my, sorry, sorry, my little brother was alive then. And I, I was the older brother and I felt like I needed to protect him. Right. And my parents fought a lot and you could hear it. We'd, you know, you hide in your rooms. Right. And, you know, I remember walking past the living room when they would fight. And you just go to get some a snack in the kitchen. You have to walk back. You have to listen to them fight. Right. And then I remember the climax of it all. Was one night and my mom decided she was done. And she opened the door. And my dad took the keys to the car we had at the time, and he he threw them at the door, broke them. He chucked them at the door as hard as he could. She walked out. And I remember how much me and my little brother cried. Right. Because we didn't, like, you know, because we've been been dealing with that for, like, months. 
like having just to walk by it. And then when like something like really happened, yeah, that was it. That's that's when we knew that it was over. And yeah, that's that's what I remember being like the point. I knew my mom and dad weren't gonna be together anymore. <laughs> right. But um, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I didn't divulge as much, but I yeah, I mean even at three, four, five. Um, you know, I vividly remember my dad and my mom fighting. I remember, um, specifically one time they were yelling and screaming at each other and they were in the kitchen or something and I came out and I heard them screaming and obviously, and I was really upset about it. And I remember, you know, going up to him and, and yelling at him like, Hey, stop or whatever I said. And, you know, they kind of look at you real quick and then they go back to fighting. And then you think there as a kid, you're like, wow, like this sucks. You feel, you feel trapped because, you know, you just love your mom and your dad. And, you know, you don't, you know, you just, you don't you know, know how to, to process me. that. It made me always think that I'm never, if I'm ever with somebody that I love or that I'm in a relationship with, I'm even if, even if it doesn't work out, I'm never going to talk to them like that. Right. Like, I never want to, like, yell at somebody like that. Because right. I, I don't know. I always felt like that's so belittling. And mm-hmm. why? And, it's, and that's, the thing, that's always the thing. Why are you yelling? Mm-hmm. Why are you yelling? Talk. You know? I don't know. Yeah. That's... Yeah, another, another thing that's, I guess, worth thinking about there, too, is, like, um, there's a thought that, like, oh, you know, you always end up, like, uh, like, you know, uh, with a lot of people, you say, oh, I, I hate my dad. I don't, I don't want to be anything like my dad or whatever, you know, just for example, right? And uh, they say that. Maybe they don't even have a close relationship with that parent or with that person. Maybe they're raised by their uncle or something. Like, it doesn't really matter. But, you know, some parental figure that's heavily involved with your with your growing up. And, you know, you're like, oh, no, I'm never going to be like that person. And then, you know, 20 years go by, 15 years go by, and... You're more similar to that person than you probably would have ever guessed. And it's kind of interesting how that works out. Um, you know, I've seen that with people say like, oh, yeah, like I would I would never treat my kids like that. I would never treat my kids like that. And then they have you kids of their own. They have kids of their own and they treat their kids just like that. Um, <laughs> so it's interesting because um, it's kind of like a, a subconscious thing. And part of it is just because you're proven wrong, right? You're like, oh, why does that person do that? And not understanding well, not all even, the context. It's not even that. It's, that. it's but... that when you when you do catch yourself doing that, and I think it depends on what the person. Some people aren't self-reflective enough right. to acknowledge when they have done something that they think is despicable. They, they, right. they never thought they would do. Some people don't, right. and then some people are. And the people that are, they work on themselves. They, mm-hmm learn mm-hmm. how to deal with something they thought they could control right right and uh doesn't work with everybody some people mm. have a hard time with it but yeah like my dad um uh i'm not gonna curse up uh, but i remember uh <laughs> i remember getting my butt whooped yeah when I was younger, I I was the first child. I got punished for things 
I shouldn't have been punished for for right. my little brother blamed me for things like he would hurt himself and he'd point at me like he did it. Right. And I got my butt whooped <laughs> for those things. I remember that. Yep. And then I remember I remember my, my dad, he's he's he apologized. He's like, Oh, he's like, I did that. He's like, I'm so sorry. Like right. I I'm really sorry, you know. And I'm, I accepted his apology. You know, he had kids. I know it's hard having kids. Um, right. And also, I know he's worked on himself as a person. And I know with my little siblings now, he doesn't discipline them the same way he disciplined me. Right. I got the brunt of it. And also, it's because he, his dad, even though I get the same thing. My dad swore he wasn't going to be like his dad. Yep. And then when he disciplined his kids, because my dad, I, I, I am a kindred soul to my dad in a way. Because me and my dad were both the brunt of punishment as a children. Like me, right. me, like he got the brunt of punishment from his dad. He did things that he wasn't deserving punishment for. And he got his, his butt whooped still. Mm-hmm. And I did too. <laughs> right. You know, and I passed along with my dad a little bit, but um, I don't think my dad treated me nearly as bad as his dad did. But also, I do think my dad... But also, I think it's funny, because I think about it, and I do believe the butt whippings did prevent me from doing other things, from committing further, you know, grievances. Right. <laughs> right. But also, I think the worst punishment I ever got um, was when he took away all my toys. Right. And he actually sold some of them. Wow. And it's because when I was five years old or something, I can't remember, I told my mom to shut up. And he was like, you do not disrespect your mother. <laughs> and he took every toy out of my room, every single toy out of my room in the garage. And he said, I'm going to sell all these unless you start, unless, you know, you apologize and like, you don't do anything for this amount of time. And I didn't, I think right. he's, I, I think I, I, know, I thought a couple times and he sold a couple of the ones that I, you know, weren't my most loved toys, but there were some of them like I loved so much. He didn't sell those ones, luckily. But like when you, like when you, I think it's like when you, the way you punish kids, you take away the thing they like they love the most and you put that on the line. Say right. That that's what I remember the most about being like, the biggest punishment. And then I remember after that, I mean, yeah, I acted up sometimes, sometimes, but right. not much. <laughs> sure. Well, people, um, um, like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Even dislikes are good, you know? They still get us, you know, they still help. The healthy algorithm. Whatever. Okay, what so algorithm. I'm going to timestamp the last, like, couple minutes. Because um, that was a bunch of tomfoolery. Just the last, like, two minutes. Um, okay, so. Um, okay, people. Uh, that can that concludes one of hopefully many uh, of our podcasts. Um, once again, this is the confidently unsure podcast. Um, we're planning on putting this on YouTube, hopefully Spotify, maybe Apple Music. I don't know where this is going to end up, but um, we're we're gonna hopefully do this, make it a thing. Um, uh, this episode is about childhood memories, but ones in the future could be about literally anything. We don't know. Uh, the whole idea behind confidently unsure, I guess with my understanding is, uh, that there is no like super narrow strict thing it has to be about. Um, and it's just a format for us to discuss things. Um, and, and yeah, and have good discussion and, and a deep dive into topics we think are worth uh, talking about. So hopefully you enjoyed it. 
Um, if you did, you know, feel free to uh, subscribe and, and get hooked up on the on all the things um, so you can see when we post the next stuff. Um, I think we might have a TikTok available for this as well. Uh, it's just called Confidently Unsure on TikTok. Um, so feel free to check that out where we'll be posting like snippet clips. But if you made it this far, you probably watched the whole thing, in which case you're crazy because this is the first episode. So if you made it that far, wow. Um, regardless, uh, thanks for watching. Um, we will catch you guys in the next one. Uh, it's been me, Tyler, and this has been Ryan. And we're going to catch you in the next one. Peace. Peace.